When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, welcome back. You know what time it is. It is Tradies Hour with Night and Day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local Night and Day. Dunedin is our next outing. Your turn, Dunedin, and well, there's a hell of a night and day right there at the Octagon where all the football fans will be enjoying after that victory. We take on the Swiss and we get on top of them. And just a quick one before we get to you, Rick Dog. This is a great one from Stephen because there was a lot of counting in the crowd last night, a lot of booing, a lot of hoo haring going on from our fans. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope you're all well. Great effort by the Kiwi Ferns last night. Football Ferns, keep your heads up, ladies. As for their keeper, when we used to go to the Rangers in the <laughs> Army, they used to say to us, targets will fall when hit. They must have been a sniper in the crowd because every time the keeper got the ball, she went down like a sack of potatoes. Have a great day, Steve-O. <laughs> that was so funny, Rick Todd. The keeper was just doing her very best to slow it all down. To wind that clock down. Yeah, she was. She was. And I, they, was, they were yelling too, weren't they? They were yelling at the, uh, the sideline and the referee to tell her to try and get the game sped up. But... No, fair, fair, fair. She uh, must have a sore quad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, Yuki Klintova, when the board went up for five minutes at a time, she was like, five minutes? Come on. There's been five minutes of the keeper lying on the ground, let alone anything else. I think I think as he sent that text, then, uh, well, where's our nine minutes? Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. Honestly. Sent the tweet through. That was crazy to think we didn't get any more time. But, hey, plenty to debate about that. And we've got Rosie White coming after uh, 8 o'clock. And I've got a few questions because I can't get this VAR situation out of my head. And I want to dive into that a little bit more. But there's rugby coming up, uh, Ricardo, in Australia. They're taking on... Oh, no, South Africa taking on Argentina, and they've announced their team. Yeah, they have named their team, and they've made nine changes from the team uh, that played the All Blacks. Now, this yeah. game is at Alice Park, so Malcolm Marks is going to get his first start of the season, which yeah. I think after that uh, performance off the bench against the ABs is definitely deserved. He's, he's an absolute beast. And Kurtley uh, Arendensa on the wing as well. So they've uh, he's made... Uh, Coach has made a whole bunch of changes here. So Willie LaRue starts at fullback. Cheslin Colby and Ardenta are on the wings. Jesse Creel's going to be in the 13. Damien Dalende uh, mm. is going to be in the 12. So Arm goes to the bench. It's interesting as well. Get your take on this, uh, Izzy. They've gone to a 5-3 split, right? Because they, they have been rolling a 6-2 split uh, forwards and backs in the first two games. Of the teams that you're going to carry six forwards against, I would have thought the Argies would be the team you'd do that against because they're probably the bigger, more physical forward pack that you know want to grunt it up the middle. 
Yeah, I think they've got enough firepower on the bench to be able to handle the the Argentinian side. So potentially where they want to beat them is is try and run them around the paddock. I think they'll match them up front with the the forwards at, at play. Who's starting ten? I think that's the big question. Have Manny, they gone for Valimsa? No, Manny Leboc. Leboc. They're yeah. going for Leboc. That's a that's a good call for them. I, I think uh, Valimsa uh, against the All Blacks was a bit scratchy. They still haven't got any surety at 10. Um, I think he'll bring a lot of that there. Too. He's a young player. He's only a small man, but he's an exciting player. So I'm happy with that change. Um, the, the Ford pack, you got Malcolm Marks. Well, you need to start Malcolm Marks week in, week out. We know what he can do for that South African side. So, uh, what else? Who's starting six? Uh, so well, they've got Dwayne Vermeulen at eight, and then Peter Steff to Toy mm. and Marco Van Staden uh, in the back row. Then got Marvin Ori and Evan Etzebeth in the locks. And then Marks mm. is going to be uh, in the middle of Franz Malherber and Stephen Kitsoff. So, that is a big front row. And uh, Grant Williams makes his first international start at, fullback, uh, at halfback as well. So, no faff to clerk. Beautiful, yeah. Look, Peter Def stepped the toy. He he um, was a big change in that uh, second half for the South African side. I, I'm happy with his starting uh, at six position. Mostert is he a seven? I thought Quagga Smith did enough to probably potentially get another opportunity. But hey, we're only a couple of weeks out, and it makes for a good case. Is where do the All Blacks go? Mm. You know, where where do the All Blacks head to now? We're a couple of weeks out. Do the have any changes? Where are the changes going to happen? Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven double eight double three. We're going to talk All Black selections. They're going to announce their team tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to know where the All Blacks are, who's starting, and potentially. I I cannot see Kempi them changing too much. Too much of a change for the All Blacks. They got to go to Melbourne Cup. They win this. They they retain the Bledisloe Cup. If I'm going to see any change or any opportunities, it's going to be the second test in Dunedin. If there is a change, it could potentially be at midfield. Anton Leonard Brown, sixty tests for them coming back in. You know, Geordie Barrett, Rico Yuani have had back to back performances in that jersey. Are we happy with them retaining that? Or do we want to see Anton Leonard-Brown? If there is any changes, Kempi, who do you see? I see two changes. I see um, possibly Sam Kane not playing and they're going mm-hmm. to Dalton Papali um, because of that neck injury. So I think they'll wrap him up in cotton wool after that game against South Africa. And I'm thinking that um, Narala comes onto the wing. I think they'll want to have mm-hmm. a look at him. And I think he'll offer a bit more um, onto that left wing. You know, you know. So I don't know. I don't know whether they'll change that midfield. I, I actually, mate, we're watching the game there. I actually like the way that the midfield were performing. I think that the redness, mm. you know, how they've changed up. They, they're trying to take it on the ad line and build some momentum be, behind that midfield. I think if they changed it out now, that they, they, you know, two games into it working would probably be the wrong thing to do. I'd say they give them another another crack at it, just building that structure. So who plays eight? If we're going to have uh, Artie at eight, Dalton at seven, six is Shannon Frizzell. So that's the change that you're thinking. And you're thinking Narawa goes on the left wing? Left wing. Yeah, I'm a little bit unsure. What about Lester Fyinganuku? He hasn't had an opportunity. Does he get a crack to have it on the weekend? Or, you know, like if there's going to be a change and you're going to take Mark Talia out of the side... Narawa, Fyinganuku, who are you more comfortable with? Well, I wasn't I wasn't happy with the way that Talia... Um Mark Talia uh, defended. I thought he got caught mm. out quite a lot. And I thought um, 
Norello was really good on the first test against the Argentinians. Like they went to him nice and early, and he he looked really at ease. Um, mm. And of course, you know, he took his try well as as well. Oh. Half a dozen, one or the other. They're going so well. You wouldn't want to. I'm just saying, you wouldn't want to make too many unforced changes with the way that they're going. And I think you've you've sort of nailed it on the head. Does Sam Whitelock get a crack? You know, that that'd be mm. the other one. Um, but other than that, I can't see that too too many more more happening because they'd want to. One, they tie up the bleeders, they tie up the championship with this game, and maybe it's the one in Dunedin that they go right now. Let's have a look at a couple of others. Leicester Fyanuku, I just think. Like you touched on that yesterday, I think because he's heading up to the UK and whether or not mm. they, they think that he's probably going to actually make the World Cup squad that they might just let him go. Are you concerned? Are you a little bit worried, Ricardo Kempi, about this Australian team? I know the media's given them no chance. We've potentially given them no chance. But you look to last year when New Zealand went over to Melbourne and they won in that last minute when Bernard Foley took an age to kick it and Raynell makes the decision to award the ball back to the All-Bats. They score and they win in the last minute in dying moments. But before then, after Super Rugby and what went on, everyone thought we'd pummel them, punish them. I think the biggest difference this time is that they, they, they don't have a coach who's as good or as good at mm. combating the All Blacks. You know, I mean, you peep, the amount of stick that Dave Rennie took with this all, uh, with his Wallabies team, right? And now you look at what Eddie Jones has been able to do with the same team. His, his results have been worse. And I know he's new to the gig, but with the, the experience he's got, the know-how, the nous, uh, the man management that Eddie Jones has got, I think everybody, including, you know, the Phil Kearns of this world, would have been expecting better from the Wallabies. And you know with them going mm. to the MCG, like, we've seen... We've seen Teams, underdogs on the big stage, step up and perform in front of. Them. It'd be interesting to see how many fans actually show up there. Uh, I mm. talked to Smithy about it yesterday when we, just before we handed over the show, he doesn't think that it'd be sold out for, for the the test. Uh, you know, even if they get fifty, sixty thousand screaming fans there, they'll how how do the Australians perform on the back of that? You can't write them off. Like you can't write an international team off, but. You'd have to say, given the form of the last two games from the All Blacks, that they're just too good across the park. They, you know, man for man, if you put them down one to fifteen, and even coming off the bench, like our bench is just lethal. You know, they just they shouldn't they should never be in the game. The Australians on the weekend. No, so I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, ALB, you mentioned him; he might be a change, but I, mm. I think he's perfect. You know. If you're going to play a World Cup final tomorrow, for example, I think he's perfect bench cover because he he covers 12 and 13 for you and you start with Geordie and, and Rico. But I don't know if that, that that's how they're going to look at this game. I think that's Braden Enor's, um, you know, plus side to him is he can cover wing, he can cover the centre position. Um, you know, Anton started his Super Rugby career, who would have thought, on the wing, so he could potentially push out there and play, play there as well. Look, there's a lot of selection. I think the starting 15 picks itself. I don't think you change too much. Um, you you want cohesion, you want continuity heading to the World Cup. So the starting fifteen kind of picks itself. But I think the bench is where we get interesting. Mm. You know, is there a chance for a Cam Royguard to come in and have a have a crack? Haven't seen him yet. You know, we're going to the World Cup soon, and we've got Smith, uh, Christie, and we've got Royguard, and we've seen both of them, but we haven't seen one. The hooker role. You know, we've got two experienced players, or Sammy Sonny Tokiaho playing so well that you just cannot leave him out. You know, the, the, the extra lock, Sammy Whitelock, has he done enough? 
the experience what he's done in the past. Is he going to be on the bench to cover? Is he going to start? To Bovai can cover six and five and lock position. So I, I think that's where it gets interesting. I think that's where we potentially might see some interest once the team's named. We know that um, Fozzie is a big fan of Luke Jacobson as well. And mm. Kempi brought it mm. up. You know, Dalton Papley goes into seven potentially. Or do we see Artie go to seven and Jacobson off the back? Oh. He's the only one that can I'd, go I'd there, like, isn't Because he? he's, he's the only big mm. body. You're a fan of Artie at seven, Kempi. I am. I think oh, Artie would be I, great seven. Mm. Uh, I don't, uh, look, I think Dalton's capable of fulfilling that role. Um, but I'm just unsure. I haven't seen enough on international level to be sure that he could be the man that could, can nail that role if, if he's been given that task. Um, so, look, there's just a, a little bit of doubt that's crept in with, with Dalton at the moment. So if there was a day where Sam came and is injured... Who takes over the skipper role and who who takes over the seven role? I'd probably be more comfortable with Adi Savia slipping into seven and then potentially chucking Luke Jacobson on the back. Luke Jacobson has concrete shoulders. He's good off the back of the ball, but man, defensively and over the ball, he adds another dynamic. So if there was that day where Sam Kane's out, I'd rather be comfortable with Adi Savia at seven, Luke Jacobson at the back. So I could see that happening, Rick Dog Kempe. Yes. It- I think what you see, what you're looking at is you've looked at what the coaches have done for the last two games, and then you're mm. going, are they going to be making the like what we're talking about? Are players that we haven't even seen getting brought into a, into such a critical game? And I, I can't see it happening. I, th- I think mm. you're right talking about it in Dunedin. And the other thing too is if you have a look at the Springboks and the way that they've approached the three games, mate, they've made drastic changes to their side. You don't know what team they're going to show up at, mm. at the World Cup with. And yet you see how they played their, their three changes come on after half time, make a massive difference, get them back into the game. Imagine if those three blokes started, you know. Mm. So I think there is a, bit, a little bit of ducks and drakes going on at the moment with other teams um, just mm. settling on teams for the World Cup. I think with us it looks like we're more settling on a team. And, and, if yeah. there's, and if there's changes, there's probably just one or two. Really interesting you say that about players not making the World Cup. Like, I think you need X Factor at the World Cup. You know, mm. you just don't need solid players, but you're going to need players that can score points and turn games. Because there'll be, there'll be tight games here that we, uh, that we get into, and it ain't going to be just roll it, you know, put it up your jumper and, and carry the ball forward. You're going to need some X Factor. Hi guys, what about Dallas McLeod? I think it's a yeah. I've been asked this a couple of times, lads. Um, he got, obviously got selected into the squad. Thank you, my darling, for my coffee. He got selected into the squad uh, at the start of this announcement for the All Blacks. I think if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't think Dallas gets cracked. I just think there's too much in the midfield for Dallas um, to have an opportunity. And then you got David Harvey playing for Tasman. I just think this was an opportunity to get a closer look at Dallas McLeod for the future when you know we lose a couple of players. Jack Goodhue's off overseas, so for Dallas, he's just going to have to wait his time and he'll get an opportunity as well. Double eight, double three. send us a message through on the Temper Bedpost text machine. If there are any changes, where would you like those changes to be made? If Sam Kane is unavailable, who takes over the captaincy role? Does Scott Barrett potentially get a chance to don the captain's armband? Keep them coming through 0800-150-811 if you want to be brave enough to give us a call. A couple of messages here, lads. I'll just read them out. One from John. Why does Leicester feel so underrated right now? Are we forgetting how many trials 
tries he scored this season, how many rucks he cleared. Is it literally because he's going to front? What's going on? I rate him so highly, even as an Aucklander lads. Fair point. Yeah, it is. It is a fair point. And and the sooner they change that rule, the better, so that we stop having this conversation. Mm. I mean, you know. you'd have to say, as a left-wing option, he's been in better form in the Super Rugby he's season. Been the best, he's been the best Caleb winger Clark. in the competition. Yeah. Mm. You know, you look at look at what he did in the semi-final and the final. And you're mm. talking about all these other players playing in front of him. Like, Leicester Fuanuku should be the number one player on the team. The reason why he's not on there is because he's heading overseas, and, they, and they've got a rule that says you can't do that. If he's available, you select him. Mm-hmm. If he's available, you select him. He hasn't been available the last couple of weeks. So that's why they haven't been able to select him. So we'll know tomorrow if he's going to be there. But if he's available, Rick Dog, you get him in that squad. Yeah, I mean, does that mean that you're not going to select Jack Goodhue either? <sighs> you know what I mean? I mean, why, yeah. why is it different? Mm. No, no, I don't think – well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think him heading over France – it's going to be... Because Fozzie's got nothing to lose. You know, like the, Fozzie doesn't care. Fozzie wants the best players to be a part of the squad. And him heading over France, and if NZR were saying, you cannot pick them, he's heading over France, he'll look at them back and say, well, you look how you treated me. Why should I listen to you? No chance. So I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's just at the moment he's been injured and he hasn't been available. And if he's available, you put him in that squad. And you put him in that team, knowing what he's able to do. So, so are you are you one to say that if you were in that jersey, okay, on mm. that day, you were the best player in the country in that jersey? Yes. On that day, so you are. The- so, if they put Caleb Clark on the left wing, for instance, and they put Cam Roygaard in at halfback, and they play um, Dalton Papali on the on the seven, that's the best All Black team we got on the day. If everyone's available? Yes. If everyone's available. No. 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 That's the point. That's my point. Like, What's that, your point? My, what do you mean? My, my point is they're not selecting the best players to play in the all-black jersey. Like who? Leicester hasn't been available, Kimpy. Yeah, no. I'm, what I'm saying is when you're available, instead of putting the rotation, because what we're talking about is rotation and putting players in and giving them a chance and whether or not they get a chance mm. – where, where is the time when players actually just got picked in that team because they were the best player to play in that position? Some positions and some players, we don't know who the best players are. Like halfback, we've got Aaron Smith, but I don't know who our second best is. I, I just I don't think it's Finlay Christie, and I don't know about Cam Roygaard. Our second best is potentially heading to France later this year to play for Star Francais. So I think the ones, the positions that are easily easily picked, are the best players in that position in the team. But the ones that we just don't know about are debatable. You know, like I've just, I'm just unsure. Um, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. But yeah, I, I think there's a little bit of unsureness with the, some certain positions. Mm. I love it. Love it. Passionate as anything. Keep them coming through. <laughs> double eight, double three. Uh, let us know. 0800 150 Give us a call. We're waiting for you. Don't be shy. This is Tradies Hour, and we want to hear from you. So you're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Kenneth Warehouse. Keeping you healthy this winter.